Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to episode five of Dueling Dialogues. I'm Connor Murphy out here in the Pacific Northwest with Grace Matthews in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. Hi, Connor. How are you? I'm doing good. Beautiful summer day here. It is here as well, except I'm in post-sonic shock. What? As you know, yesterday I went to the dentist. Yes. It was time to get a new electric toothbrush. Now, I have always used this rotating toothbrush, or at least for a couple of decades now. Well, you know. The, doc, the dentist is going broke, so he needs to make a little bit more money. So he has this more expensive sonic toothbrush that okay. he recommends. So I, of course, say, yes, of course I want my teeth to be as beautiful as possible. So I buy the sonic toothbrush. Wow. Let me tell you, it will, the sensation it creates in your mouth for your nerves is it, it, all I can say is you need a sedative. <laughs> My mouth is still moving. You know, I mean, it's, it's crazy, crazy. Wow. I wonder how long it's going to take me to get used to it. I don't know. I just use like dollar store toothbrush. That's it. <laughs> You're smart. You're very smart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what do we got on the docket for today? Well, something much more serious than a sonic toothbrush. I guarantee that. We're going to talk about what it means if um, Trump is impeached. If he sneezes outside the crook of his arm, someone is waiting in a hazmat suit screaming impeach. It's a war of words. And history will not be kind to the participants. Trump, mainstream media, and Democratic leaders will most assuredly be accused of fueling a national tragedy. Our forefathers created a government resistant to fools in the White House. With the attention and good judgment of both parties in the legislative branch and to some degree the judicial branch, the checks and balances prevent a federal disaster. The war of words in the form of name-calling and bullying is unnecessary unless intentions are to fuel unrest among constituents and create relevance to the media. Remember Watergate? The hearings on the Hill make rock stars out of legislators. Trump's personality, style, and the profiles of his followers make it too tempting for the grandstanding opposition from both parties. We are in a political situation that has everyone begging for relevance. But like my mother always said, be careful what you wish for. 
without a doubt, a significant number of prominent people intend to impeach President Donald J. Trump. Well, I, I do think he might be a bit traumatic. I know that there's talk out there, um, a, a lot of impeachment talk, but I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Really? Really. I um, I mean, in, in researching around the net, I just it's got to be like treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors that constitute uh, an impeachment. It really hasn't happened in history other than, you know, it would have happened to Richard Nixon if he didn't resign first. I agree with that. But I I think the climate is much different now. In fact, you know, in the UK, they bet on everything. And according to the Telegraph, there is a 48 percent chance that Donald Trump will either resign or be impeached by the year 2020 by the end of his first term. There's a 58% chance. The odds are rising daily. So I think it's at least something to be concerned about. Well, I, I maybe agree a bit. I mean, when you think about some of those numbers, I mean, they, they involve a lot of groups. So if Trump was impeached, let's, let's just take um, an inventory here. Hillary lovers vindicated, Bernie lovers vindicated, Merkel, a huge force in, in Europe, vindicated as well. All the Paris Accord, environmental, global warming groups, scientists, and as of you know the last few days, we're looking at possibly NAFTA being terminated too. So it, it, it looks like Trump's putting that on the chopping block as well. So we're almost taking a step back in time and, and resetting to, you know, five years ago. Well, that's an interesting thought. And remember, it is easy to be seduced by politicians with agendas. In fact, their agendas can lure people right into a soup line only to be empty by the time they reach the ladle. You know, and I, I think about Europe during World War II. There were lots of promises made, but all for the sake of someone else gaining power. So how do you see it, Connor? I see it as a possible good thing. I mean, if he was impeached, Pence would be president, and Republicans love him in the House and in the Senate. And if Pence goes down with him, you never know what could happen. Possibly Ted Cruz could be, the, um, you know, the vice president, too. So, uh, you know, that would be a Canadian president or vice president might be good for for our relations. On the opposite side, I don't think Putin's going to be so happy. I think we'll have less hate speech in the media. Oh, please, Connor. You're delusional. You're delusional. Let me tell you how I see it. Okay, tell me. Main Street or Wall Street, you know? Main Street and Wall Street are married. It doesn't matter who you are, what party you sympathize with, Wall Street dictates how you live. Since the election in November of 2016, that was just like 10 months ago, the market is $4 trillion richer. It is, that is 15% of the total value of the entire market. So what does that mean? 
Remember the Great Recession of 2008? In 10 months' time since the election, despite a decade of low or slow job growth and negative wage growth, we have moved further away from catastrophic financial meltdown that devastated most of the population. It would be nearly impossible to an individual school company, municipality, state, or local government to find one that does not depend on the market to keep things funded and running. The first one to suffer that comes to mind are pensions for early retirement. Those go broke, and what you have is a bunch of old people needing jobs. Many of them, like teachers, do not qualify for Social Security. In 2008 and beyond, many pensions were put at risk, risk of a shutdown. Impeachment would recreate a repeat of the markets, and the market hates uncertainty. And we haven't even mentioned triple-down effects on housing, inflation, and pretty much everything else. Investments single-handedly fuel this country. One may hate capitalism, but their way of life is funded by it. And it doesn't stop there. What about this health care thing? An impeachment would delay health care reform. It is collapsing and it is responsible for 20% of the GDP in America. And according to the CMS, it is expected to rise 5.6% annually over the next over the next decade. That means the share of GDP where healthcare is concerned is going to grow to eventually become nearly half of our GDP. The reason is baby boomers are aging. Healthcare failure alone could fuel a financial meltdown. It affects everyone. What about tax cuts? Tax cuts would certainly take a backseat to impeachment hearings and impeachment grandstanding. Without tax cuts, trillions of U.S. dollars will stay on foreign soil, keeping growth anemic and paychecks lame. We are already seeing industries begin to suffer as the tone of government moves away from the tax cuts. The auto industry is already considered in recession. That could be stopped by promised tax cut legislation. And what about people? How would the people react? You, you say the hate speech would tone down? I beg to differ, Connor. After all, hoping for President Trump's failure is synonymous with the idea of impeachment. And we know that people keep saying they hope that he fails. That is beyond me. I'm not a dedicated trumpet, but these ide- this idea sickens me. Nevertheless, Trump has an army of dedicated supporters. And the winds of time are turbulent. How bad would oppositional retaliation be? It scares me. 
with the pros versus the con impeachment would just fade the pros versus the cons believe that impeachment would fade into a lovelier dimension i don't think so haters on both sides are going to hate more at least in the short run still leaving us vulnerable to global retaliation besides making us a laughing stock to the rest of the world Globally, an impeachment would open a window for the likes of ISIS, Kim Jong-un of North Korea, extremists in Afghanistan, Syria, Iraq, Iran, and perhaps even Russia to bid their wills upon the U.S. and its interests. Because we are too busy grandstanding an impeachment hearing that our, our forefathers protected us against idiots in the White House. You know, I, I think it, it is a futile argument, actually, because I really don't believe it's going to happen. Now, I've got a friend. Uh, we will refer to him as Dueling Dialogues podcast listener number one. Um, <laughs> it, uh, Al's from Calgary. And, and Calgary's, yeah. yeah, Calgary's been very affected by uh, the drop in oil prices. So... Al keeps his finger on the pulse of the, the financial world, you know, and, and he's really up to date with what's happening. So I did have this conversation with him uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he, he also doesn't think impeachment will happen. He says the only scenario that he could see an impeachment happening is if another war was to break out of some type. And if, if an impeachment did occur, he says the world's mar world markets will probably drop 30 to 40%. And that temporary drop uh, will actually produce and introduce an opportunity to buy in low and capitalize on making some massive profits in the in the market rebound. So interesting perspective on it. And, and I would tend to probably agree with that. I hope Al's right. I hope you're right, Connor. I, I truly do because it scares me. But I, I'm afraid that you could be wrong. Well, you, you kind of did convince me that, you know, maybe the hate stuff isn't going to go down and probably get worse. Yeah. Uh, another civil war might be in your future. And that's just scary to say. It is, it is very scary. And, and like I said, I don't want to become more of a target for people that hate the United States. We all know there are plenty of people and countries, leaders that hate the United States. I mean, gee, for years, when I even travel out of the United States, I, I, I have come to realize that we're not very well liked. Americans aren't very nice sometimes, um, especially when they visit other countries. I mean, we have to remember that, you know? We get so infatuated with ourselves and believing that we control the world, that we forget that once we cover up our heads and delve into something kooky, like trying to take down a madman or a perceived madman, that these guys are going to take advantage of it. And that is scary. Well, one thing that's certainly uh, not doing any good for for trump is his twitter account 
I agree with that. But you know what he said last week when someone asked him if General Kelly was going to take his control of his Twitter account? He said, over my cold, dead body. Right. But it has been been a source of a lot of kafifi. (laughs) That is very true. That is very true. I don't know. That looked like a drunken tweet to me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't drink. Well, maybe so, he fell That's, that's even wagon. scarier. I know. That's even <laughs> more scary that he could have done it and not been drinking. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, but as crazy and, you know, off the wall as he is, Trump is also brilliant. He is transparent. There are no secrets. He couldn't keep a secret if he had to. He is, he, the economy and what he can do with the economy is, is brilliant. And we could all profit from it. I hope we, I hope we find a way to take advantage of his good points and just outlast his bad points. But there might be more bad points to come too. <laughs> Some that we haven't heard of yet. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, you know, you're like doom and gloom. <laughs> I, I mentioned uh, this to somebody yesterday on Facebook and, and they said something very interesting to me. They said, Oh yeah, I saw this and that in the news and the Phoenix riot thing that happened at the Trump rally. But I just thought it was CNN picking apart Trump again. So I scrolled right by it. We've become desensitized to Trump negativity. Absolutely. And CNN is clinically obsessed. I mean, if if CNN was like a person and they went to the doctor, they would be treated for obsessive compulsive disorder because they don't do anything but try to tear him down. And make mountains out of molehills. I mean, they will find, like, he looked at the eclipse for a second. They made it like he was the biggest idiot on earth. I mean, this became a story. That's not a story. Please, there are bigger things. If you are obsessing about the fact that the guy looked up at the eclipse without his glasses on for a microsecond then take a look at yourself because there are much bigger problems. Yeah, I did notice that when Trump was in Europe, um, I believe it was the G20 summit, he was sitting by himself for like 30 seconds and the media made a big deal out of it. And I I was (laughs) like watching the video going, uh, what's the big deal? So he, he was alone for 30 seconds and and they they sensationalized it to to basically say that nobody wanted to talk to Trump. Oh, like he was the kid sitting at the lunch table all by himself. Yes, and and I I, I did see I did see a, a video later on Canadian media where the video kind of started where the other one ended off with Trump sitting alone and Trudeau was making his way to Trump and he sat with Trump. So that was the ending of the the video right there. Yet the media just twisted it right out of shape. So I did. Oh, notice. exactly. Yeah, they they can take the the smallest 
most minute thing and make a story out of it and go on and on and on. I think that works both ways, though. The far left also is as bad as the far right. I agree. I agree. You know, extremism is just that. It's extreme. And both of them have an agenda. And those agendas can lead people down the wrong path. They can influence people in negative ways. Now, for the most part, the American people, like you said, have become desensitized, perhaps even smarter than the media gives them credit. Yet there are these young people going out and, you know, becoming destructive, even violent on both sides. And I worry about them because it was like our discussion the other day. Are these people being fueled by these people that talk on the Internet that never leave their house? Are they being encouraged to go out and that, you know, like these people are chicken little, the sky is falling, shutting there on their computer. But these are people that never leave their house. They're just, they're just filled with hate. And that happens to be their target. I, I do get concerned about that, that there is a sort of bizarre manipulation that takes place now because we have the internet with agoraphobic people. And yet everybody's supposed to be cutting down on, on fake news and, and punishing titles that, that are, you know, uh, sensationalized. I still see it. I don't see well, a reduction. I see, it. I see it, and I wonder, do these people realize, or do they truly, that it's fake news, or do they truly believe it? I think the, the latter I think people believe it. I do too. How do you deal with that? Well, I think this is kind of what is actually fueling all of this impeachment talk. It is. Exactly. We can agree on that. So that makes it even tougher. How do you cut down on that? How do you know that news source is not a good news source? You could just have to do your research nowadays. Well, and some of them aren't even news sources. They're people yapping. Yeah, their opinion. And it's their and opinion. It's, and it's important right. to recognize that. Absolutely. An opinion's great. But misdirected opinion coming from a place, a, a depressed person, an anxious person, can sometimes be skewed. And, and they, that, they can very well believe in what they're saying. In fact, I, I believe they do. You could give I, them a polygraph and they would pass it. I, I think you're correct. I think they've just fed on so much of this stuff that they believe it. They do. They do. And we keep coming back to that. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, I mean, most of the mainstream media is left and it's all negative punching trunk. Trump in the gut. Oh, exactly. And, I, you know, we keep saying mainstream media. I say that, too. But there's all sorts of media out there doing it. mainstream right. and not mainstream. And But there's a definite imbalance. Oh, there is. There is. I agree with him. I kind of think he needs to quit yapping about it because I think that's exactly what they want him to do. 
You know, it's very similar to um, a sociopath, you know, that, that enjoys negative attention. This mainstream media has come to enjoy negative attention from Trump, just like a sociopath. So do you honestly think an impeachment will happen? I do. I do. I honestly think an impeachment or a resignation because of an impending impeachment will happen because I do not believe they will stop until they get it done. I do not believe that they are thinking about or maybe even are capable of thinking about the consequences. Now, are you talking fully removed from office or just censured? I am talking fully removed from office. I wish it was censored. I mean, I wish that's what they were thinking about. Not that I necessarily believe he should be censored. I don't. But I do believe that these people are so filled with hate. Okay. So currently, 25 Republicans need to be persuaded to vote to impeach Trump. What do you think the the likeliness of that scenario is? I think there's a 90% chance. I heard rumblings last week that they might only be six foot away. Wow, that's pretty close. That's very close. But then it goes to the Senate where a two-thirds majority is needed. So that means 60 votes. Exactly. Exactly. And if him and McConnell do not kiss and make up, I think that's even more likely. The, the good thing, you know, it seems like a bad thing, but it might be a good thing, is that they have to pass a budget or the government shuts down. That is going to remove them from this argument for at least a couple of weeks. We are getting toward, we're moving towards the end of the year. Congress and Senate do not work much more this year. In fact, they are only in session together 12 more days. That's going to make it very hard. During that 12 days, they have to pass a budget. And we are in serious trouble with health care and tax cuts. I don't know that they can get all three done. That kind of becomes so important towards the this end of year break, let's call it, that the impeachment thing gets pushed a little bit to the side for the Republicans, not for the Democrats. And then if they find something he's done, which, you know, he's, he's, who knows, you know, I think it's like Dr. Krathammer said, it better be worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It better not be like Bill Clinton's deals. You know, he was having an affair and lied about it. I mean, who the hell cares? It better be something big, something that impacts the country. Or the price we pay is far too high. Yeah, it's got to be big. Treason, bribery, high crimes. Exactly. It it can't be that he took off um, one too many deductions back in 1993 on his taxes. Right. It it can't be ridiculous. It, It better be 
you know, and, and like I said, colluding with Russia, which is something else we need to talk about again, is just ridiculous for his personality profile. It just wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. He's, he's too egotistical. Yeah, I agree there. So they got to find something else. It's not there. And if somebody in his staff did it, that's not going to work for impeachment. No. No, it won't. So we agree on that. We do. We don't always agree. But after all, life's a journey. Godspeed, my friends. Godspeed, Grace. Thanks for listening, everybody. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.